Welcome to the How to Write a Book podcast, the show that helps you plan, write, and publish your book, even if you're a beginner or just feel like one. Now, for your host, she's written over a dozen books and helps others bring their books to life. Here she is, Maciel. Okay. Hey, welcome to the show, Shanta Grimes. Yay! Yay. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. Me too. Thank you so much for coming onto the show. We're super excited and happy to have you. Thank you for taking this time to be with us. How are you doing today? I'm super good. Thank you. I'm um, I'm going today to go look at puppies. So, you know, it's a good day. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can I ask, what are you looking for specifically? Oh, you know, um, I just like a big, it's not puppies. I just said puppies, but I'm probably a dog, like a, an adult dog, but like, I like a real chill laid back dog that just likes to like get some affection and be with me while I'm writing. So (laughs) my writing partner, um, that's what I'm looking for. A writing partner (laughs) in dog form. (laughs) Oh, that is so cute. I love that. I love that. And that's really good for you for, um, like adopting a dog that's already a little bit older. I think that's super fascinating. Yeah. 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 I don't have time for a puppy. Yeah, I'm, I'm an old lady now. I'm like done with babies. I need a I need a dog that knows, you know, but just like a chill dog, you know. Yeah, you know, like one of those chill ones that just wants to hang out by my, you know, just lay by me while I'm working. <laughs> yeah, they want to sleep as much as you want to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Or people I'm working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, um, thanks, Shanta, for joining us. Um, just a little bit about you, and then we can go ahead and dive into what yeah. you want to share with us. Shanta Grimes has worked as a substitute teacher, a newspaper reporter, a drug court counselor, and a vintage clothing seller. Before writing for children, she published two science fiction novels, Viral Nation and Rebel Nation. And she currently lives in Pennsylvania and has published a couple more middle grade novels um, since actually having this bio here. Sean, do you want to go ahead and tell us about what you've um, updated since this bio was written? Yeah. Um, so I have two middle grade novels. One is called The Astonishing Maybe, and one is called Center of Gravity. And they were both um, published by Macmillan. Um, and my my um, science fiction books are young adult, and the, those two are middle grade. Um, so yeah, I have like some people had um, <laughs> pandemic um babies and I had a pandemic book like my my last book came out just as schools were closing in 2020 um so that was a lot of fun but um uh yeah I I'm I've been focusing a lot in the last year on learning how to write and self-publish my own nonfiction um for writers so I started a little press ninja writers press and um I'm having a lot of fun with that. I have a, a goal this year of writing a short nonfiction book every month. Oh, so just today I finished the first draft of my March book. So, oh, excited! Congratulations! <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm keeping up with it, um, which is good. And we were talking before we started recording about systems because I am super right-brained. Like, I think most people who know me would think, "Oh, I'm super organized." Like I have my whole editorial calendar for 2022 like day by day already planned out for the whole year but I'm not super organized I just have systems if I don't have systems I literally would not do anything I would be like a um dog (laughs) like one not a chill dog (laughs) chasing squirrels everywhere um you know like starting stuff and never finishing it and um I get very excited about ideas so I need a way of um 
capturing those and actually doing the work. So Ninja Writers started in 2015 and basically as a way for me to share those systems that I've designed and help people go from wanting to be a writer to actually doing the work of being a writer. And that's like a big leap sometimes. I love that. And like, yes, let's dive into Ninja Writers. This is your yeah. community that you created, that you found it, founded. Please mm-hmm. tell us more about this. This sounds amazing. Ninja Writers is an online school and writing community. And um, I don't know, I had joined, I don't know, you probably have to um, joined all kinds of, of programs online. And what I found was like I'd get real excited. And when they were launching it, they would get me real excited, but then I join and then nothing, right? Like it would just drop me into a big, um, like bunch of recorded classes or like a Facebook group where I didn't know anybody and nobody really tried to connect me. And I wanted something different for myself and I couldn't find it. So I created it. And, um, and it's like a family, like truly we have, um, um, sometimes we just have social calls where, you know, like, especially on the holidays, we do have like a family Ninja Rider family call, but it's so fun because I know everybody's stories. I know what they're working on. I can help them in a real personal way on what they're working on. And, um, and they help me too, right? Like um, I'm a working writer. I'm a novelist. I'm learning, like, I'm just learning how to do social, um, I was about to say social media, but what I really meant was um, indie publishing, self-published. I, I had never done it. I'm a traditionally published novelist. I'm going to publish fiction this year for the first time, indie, and I'm terrified. <laughs> but Ninja Writers is is like my community, right? And they're there to help me too. So we, it's very um, supportive, active. We have um, probably a thousand people that are. Um, pretty active in it. And there's seven, um, people on my team. So we all teach, um, we have live classes every single day, live workshops, places where you can read your work and get feedback write-ins where you just, every morning we're on YouTube doing a live write-in. Um, and then we also have like two hour write-ins on zoom that are every single day of the week. So it's a very hands-on program. Wow. I love that. Oh, especially because, I mean, you're so right. Like sometimes we you know, sign up for like these memberships and they kind of just drop you into the middle of nothing. And then you're like, okay, where'd I go from here? But you still don't have yeah. like somebody to at least uh, not, might not hold your hand, but at least kind of guide you through or something like that. Yeah. That's well, a- we have a membership group called the, we have three, but the one, the first one, most people join is the Ninja Writers Club. And um, it's, um, I have never raised the price on it. It started in 2015 and it's just been the same price. And um, so it's $25 a month, like super low stakes, I guess that way, um, because I don't want to, I want anyone who wants to join to be able to figure out how to join. And I always tell people, like, if you join, we can help you learn how to make a little bit of money with your writing so that you can afford to pay for it. Even if it's like, that does seem like too much for you to be able to afford. So um, I'm pretty proud of that, that we work on making sure it's um, something that's available to everybody who wants it. Um, and uh, the the club is where we have all of those live classes and, and um, workshops and things like that. So um, I just totally lost my train of thought. You asked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The, and what and what we're doing for the first time since 2015 is closing the club. So. Um, usually it's been open, like where you can join, leave, come and leave whenever you wanted, like anytime. And we're on Monday. <laughs> so Monday, which is the, 
um, 14th, we are closing the doors on the club for all the way till July so that we can focus on the new people that are coming in and there'll be like a cohort and, um, they're going to get be something we haven't been able to do in the past because there was too many people coming and going all the time is like a Ninja Riders team member will reach out to them personally and welcome them and offer them help in figuring out which classes are best for them. And, um, we do a buddy program. So they get matched up with a, another writer wow. and, um, it, it's, uh, I'm very excited. It's a little scary to change what you've been doing, but I'm really excited for it. Like this new group of people coming in are going to have a really great experience. Oh my gosh. That sounds so cool. Well, especially yeah. because it sounds like you're actually giving a lot more like the one-on-one attention, which is, I mean, it's so unique right now in mm-hmm. this age where everything is done virtually, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just like, here, go ahead, pass through, pass through. Yeah. But you guys are having like that tailored experience. Yeah. We have a lot of, a big library of recorded classes now because we record everything that we teach, but we offer live classes every day. Oh, that's amazing. That's literally, I mean, yeah. uh, all the other memberships um, that I've also been on, like every mm-hmm. single day is pretty rare. That's pretty rare. So that's yeah. amazing. Oh my yeah. gosh. And uh, I read on the bio, so I, I read your book, um, the mm-hmm. how to write an outline in three hours. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. And you mentioned in there that you love to help writers, you know, find their stories. You know, when did you find that passion? Oh, um, I've always known that I wanted to be a writer like my whole life. Um, when I was in the sixth grade, a writer named Tom, Tommy DePaulo, a children's book writer, came to my elementary school. <laughs> that was a long time ago, um, 40 years ago. And um, I just, it was the first time I made a connection in my mind that writing was a job. Like it, he just looked like a grandpa, like my grandpa or whatever. Um, although he's, he, I actually got to um, um, go to a conference three or four years ago and he was there. So even though he felt like a grandpa to me when I was 10, um, you know, he, he was like in his nineties a couple of years ago. So he was, it would have been in his like late fifties. <laughs> I was 10. And, um, and I was like, Oh my God, like all of these books that I love so much, someone just writes them and that's their job. And that is what I wanted my job to be. And that was it. I never wanted anything else since then, except to be a teacher. I love teaching and, um, teaching was my plan B. And so I never let myself do it. And then in 2015, I just had like a real big shift in my thinking. And I thought teaching can be part of my writing career if I let it. And I did. And it literally exploded overnight. Like I, I was a teacher's assistant because I wouldn't let myself be a classroom teacher. Cause I felt like giving up on writing. And I, um, I just didn't like my job very much. I loved the work. I love teaching and I loved the kids, but I was working under a burned out teacher and it was just not good. And I, um, thought, well, I'm, I had a blog and I, it was not anything to do with writing. It was like a recipe, like mom blog. And I thought, well, I'm going to write, I'm going to write another book because that'll get me, um, you know, in advance if it sells and then I can quit my job, which was what all I wanted. And, um, I have a very specific method for writing a book. And like I said, systems, right. So that I actually write the book and finish writing it. And um, so I thought, well, I'm just going to share week by week what I'm doing and how I'm writing this book. And I started doing that. And all of a sudden people were coming out of the woodwork. I did it on my blog that had nothing to do with writing, but my email list went from like maybe a hundred people to a thousand people in a month. And um, I was like, Oh my God, like there's something here. And I, and I just, I was brave. It it was, you know, 
sometimes, sometimes something just happens and it's right. And you just like go with it. And that's what I did. And, um, and I realized when I started teaching, um, the class, I developed a, a year long class. It's like the opposite of NaNoWriMo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of write a book in a month, it's write a book in a year. Mm-hmm. It's called a novel idea. It's now it's, um, the core of an, of, um, the Ninja Writers Club. That's how you get the classes through the club. And, um, I just realized as I was helping all of these people and I, you know, I just have a knack for understanding their stories and remembering them, right? Like someone can come back to us after a year or two. And I remember what they were working on. Like I, my brain just connects them to their stories. And so, um, but I, I really realized how much I love teaching in 2015 when I started doing Ninja Writers for real. Um, and, and I've never like, like, the time it was just something that would get me until I was making enough money from writing and then I could quit or whatever. And I don't think that I would, I can't imagine giving up teaching now. I love it. I love um, the connection to the other writers and I love knowing their stories and, and seeing, being able to help them bring them out. Like I really truly believe that um, this is my like motto. I really believe that a, um, a good story can change the world. Right. And almost nothing else really has ever. And so, um, it feels very important and, um, amazing to be able to help people learn how to tell their stories well so that they can go out and change the world with them. Oh, that's beautiful. And it's so true though. I absolutely believe that. Like, you know, it's stories that can change the world and that's how we resonate with people. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah. And, um, before we kind of dive into your processes, I would love to just talk about like, um, how were you struggling before you created, you know, Ninja Writers, you started writing more prolifically, your systems, what were you dealing with internally? Um, well, I wrote my very first novel during NaNoWriMo in 2004. I was very pregnant. My daughter, um, Ruby, was born on um, December 8th. So <laughs> um, a week later, I had a baby. And <laughs> shifted something in my brain. I had always been a writer. And like I said, I started wanting to be a writer when I was 10. Um, and I was a journalist and I, I had like businesses where I, I, I've always been kind of entrepreneurial, I guess, but, um, I have a son who has autism. And so I had, I struggled when he was little to be able to have a regular job because he needed so much care. And, um, so I would like, I had a business where I, I prepared legal documents for people and I had a business where, um, I, oh, I always freelanced, you know, and, and all different kinds of things. And, um, I really wanted to write a novel, but I would get a start on it or I'd have an idea and I would either doubt myself like, oh, I'm not going to be able to write like this too many words. I'm never going to be able to do this. And it, it takes months, right. To write a novel or at least weeks, even a month is a long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just, I was very, very pregnant and I was miserable. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the longest December of all, like the three year in November, because it was just felt like December was never going to get there. And I was never going to have this baby. And, um, I just decided to do NaNoWriMo and to help me get through November because I was so miserably pregnant. <laughs> she was a 10 pound baby. <laughs> oh, wow. And so, um, <laughs> What I, what I realized is that I could do it and everything else, like once I knew I could write something that long, everything else was mechanics and, and I could learn how to write better, but I needed to have a draft to work on. And um, so that was um, well before I started Ninja Writers. Um, it was figuring out ways that I could 
um, keep with the same project long enough to finish it. Because if you think of all the things that novelists have in common, like a, even the most popular, like best-selling novelists of all times, they have to finish a draft. It doesn't even have to be good, right? They're like, we could probably all name books that aren't particularly well-written, but they're really well-received <laughs> um, or they've made a lot of money or whatever, but um, it's finished. Like it has to be finished. And so um, the first systems that I came up with was a way of um, um, making myself stick with the same project all the way through until I was done with the first draft. Um, draft. So I have noticed that people are either really love writing drafts or they really love editing. I'm an editor. I love writing. I love editing. I love having written a draft so that I can work on it. Mm-hmm. But getting that first draft out is really hard for me. Me too. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And so um I don't I have this theory about um that one of my um I think this was probably one of my first systems was this idea that there's different kinds of writers archetypes, five of them. Um I'm a teacher writer, so I'm very idea focused. Um I'm very reader focused. I um you know, I have to have readers or there's no purpose for me to write. I would never, there's almost nothing I write that I would just like write in my diary and be happy with. I always write with my readers in, in mind. And then there's spillers who are confessional writers and they generally their writing's very cathartic. And um, there's artists who are very news focused. So they're perfectionists and mm. um, hesitators who have a foot on the brake and the gas at the same time. And um, they're learners, right? Like they never feel perfectly ready to get started. And when they do though, they go into one of the other archetypes and skippers are people who are happiest with a, um, they can write anything and they're happiest with a contract or knowing that they're going to be paid. So five archetypes. And um, I realized, well, if I'm a teacher writer, um, then I can lean into that um, and that will help me to finish my books, right? Because I can think about my reader and what does my reader need and um, how, what do I want my reader to know? And that helps me with my plotting and it helps me with, um, you know, like I can't get to my reader if I haven't finished this draft. So having that front of mind helps me is a system that I use to help me get my writing done. And, um, and it's a little different than someone like say my daughter, Adrian is a writer and she's an artist. And so when she starts thinking about readers, she gets all like, ah, like closed up. She can't, she closes down. Right. So she has to think about the art of it and the craft of it rather than, um, like hurrying up and getting this done, you know, not hurrying up, but like actually doing the work, getting it out. She doesn't struggle with finishing the way I do. Artists generally don't. They might take them forever, but they finish because they are perfectionists and it's not perfect if it's not done. I'm definitely not a perfectionist. (laughs) So, Um, yeah. And um, so um, I don't know if that answered your question or not, but. That's brilliant. um, I'm curious. How did you come up with the five archetypes? Um. I just came to me. I, I, I really like, um, do you ever do like personality tests or yeah. yeah. So um, I really like them a lot. Um, I'm an Enneagram six and, um, I just, I feel comforted by knowing where I fall in, like how understanding myself. And so, um, I, I, especially since ninja writers, like I developed, I knew my own archetype, I guess I didn't use those words for it, but I knew myself. I was, you know, I was just working by myself for 
decades before I had Ninja Writers. And when I started working with Ninja Writers, suddenly I had thousands of writers that I was talking to. And I realized I just have this kind of knack for understanding um, what it is they're doing and why they're not doing what they want to do. And, um, and it just came out of there. Like, I would not be surprised to learn that you, if you, I don't know what you write or anything, but anyone who has a podcast who wants to reach out to readers that much, it is either a, um, most of the time is either going to be a teacher or a spiller or some combination of that. I'm a teacher. And then my secondary one is I've got a little spiller. Spillers are storytellers and um, teachers, if they're not careful, they forget to tell the story and their writing turns out dry and like kind of academic and spillers sometimes forget to invite their readers in because it's all, you know, they're very inward focused, right? So they just want to tell their, like they want an audience, but I, I kind of equate it to um, teachers are like, um, you know, they're like folk singers and they're down there with the people, you know, and, and, um, spillers are like rock stars and they want the audience and they want the energy of the audience, but they want to be on the stage (laughs) and the audience is like out there somewhere, but they don't necessarily want to look at, like, I want to know every one of my writers. I want my readers. I want to know who they are and what they're working on. And a spiller would not necessarily have that desire. Like they would want it's much more voyeuristic. Um, like there, it's like kind of reading the spiller writers work is a lot like, like looking through their medicine cabinet or reading their diary or something, you know, like it's a little bit, um, you know, and they're willing to in the, they're willing to go deeper and be more vulnerable than most everyone else. So my guess would be anyone who has a podcast who wants reader, you like who is reaching out to an audience that way, it's probably a teacher or possibly a spiller. Um, so I'd be, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know your what you write. So uh, that <laughs> I is probably type you in if we talked about your writing. A little that bit. is so cool. Yeah. Mo- my listeners know that I primarily focus on romance and fantasy, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you say the voyeurism. I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, that's the, I, um, I write when I get ready to indie publish, it's definitely going to be romance. And I started out wanting to be a romance writer. Um, but children's writers, are almost always teachers (laughs) writers for children are just almost always teacher writers when I say teachers I don't mean like a classroom teacher it's just a word I use to talk about someone who's really has ideas and wants to share the ideas and that's the number one thing um romance writers are often spillers so and I've got a spill like a pretty heavy spiller edge I call it an edge um, to my yeah um I love romance it's my first love me too. I mean, it's just like, you know, sometimes I tried to like explore other genres. Like, Let me try this. I just go right back into romance. Yeah. In fact, I always need a romance in every story. Like that's what I gravitate to. I'm all, any kind of book I read it, if it has a romance in it, I like it better. <laughs> I'm totally biased in that sense too. Like if I'm watching something or reading something and I'm like, oh, there's no romance in here. I'll move on to the next thing. <laughs> like it's okay. Yeah. Um, that is so cool about the archetypes. And so when people join Ninja Writers, is there like a quiz that they can like find this oh, out? There is a quiz and I will um, give you the link to that. And also if they join the Ninja Writers Club, which remember it's closing on Friday, I mean, on uh, Monday? Monday, Monday, but um, if you join with a quarterly or annual, um, I'm actually having a kind of, I don't know if it's a workshop or like a party, an archetype party on March 5th at 11 a.m. Eastern and um, we'll take the quiz together and then um, I'll just talk to everybody and help them um, understand their type or if they're not sure like try to learn more about what they're doing so I can type them 
Um, so we're having an archetype party um, for it's like, like a bonus for joining the club with the annual or quarterly option. That is really cool. And um, I think you mentioned, was there like a webinar happening um, Saturday? The 12th? Yeah, this Saturday um, on the 12th at um, 6 p.m. Eastern. Nope. 8 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at 8 p.m. Eastern this coming Saturday, we're having a um a webinar and it's going to be all about um, planning your writing, like the next quarter of your writing. So what are you going to work on? What, what, you know, just really deep planning. (laughs) Um, Planning is my jam. I love, I'm a, I'm a planner. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah. And so um, I, we're going to create editorial planners for the next quarter on, on that day. And that's free to the public. So you don't have to join anything. Just come. It's a zoom link. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, cool. I'll make sure that, you know, we'll reiterate that in the notes mm-hmm. as well so they can jump in. Um, yeah. And like, speaking of like, you're just like, you're talking about like all the planning that you do. I mean, mm-hmm. how did you come up with the plans that you have, the systems that you have? So like, you teach them to other people, but like, at what point were you like, this has grown into an actual, like a solid system? How did that arrive to you? Oh, definitely. When um, I started the first time, the first thing for a couple years, all we had was my class, a novel idea, which is writing a, a novel in a year. It's a three. Um, I, I took a, I went to a workshop taught by a writer named Alexandra Sokoloff. And she talked about the three act eight sequence story structure, which um, it's a pretty common um, screenwriting um, structure. And it just really resonated with me. And, um, she showed, she had like a plot board with all these sticky notes. And I was like, I can do that. And, um, I, so I emailed her and I was like, I want to teach this. Is that okay? And she's like, sure. And so I just like, um, started so that there's actually, um, anyone can join the plotting workshop for free. It's a recorded class. Um, and I will give you the link to that to share with people as well. It's free, like totally free. Um, and it's like, when I started seeing people actually be able to um, finish writing their novels or make progress more than that they had ever done before is when I knew like I was onto something. I, I had something here that um, if I could teach people how to do it, they would move from everybody wants to write a novel. Like if you tell anybody that you're a writer, they're like, oh, I, yeah, I did that in high school or college or I used to want to write a novel or, or yeah, I have an idea. Um, but nobody does it hardly in the very few people actually, cause it's a lot of work that has to happen before you have any idea that it's ever going to work out. You have to do the work without ever knowing that anyone will ever read it. And if you're a teacher writer like me, that's especially hard, right? Because if I don't have a reader. I don't even have a reason for writing. Um, you know, even having one reader, versus no reader. So like an email list of 10 people is, is motivates me, um, the more than anything else, because I know, okay, these 10 people want to read when I'm writing, I better finish writing it. And, um, and when I realized that I was actually helping people write their books, like when we started getting people actually doing the work of writing their books or writing, you know, we, we don't only do fiction anymore. Um, after a couple of years, we added in, um, a lot about blogging. I'm, I'm one of medium's top, like I'm, I'm a blogger. I write on medium mostly. And, um, and, um, I've done very well there. And 
so I started teaching. I just, when I learn how to do something, my first instinct is, oh, I can teach someone. How to do this. Mm-hmm. And so um, we added in, especially when the pandemic started. And I realized that people were going to need um, to think about work in a different way. I was like, okay, um, we're going to shift gears a little bit. And we added in a lot in 2020 and 2021 about um, being working writers and, and learning how to create income streams with their writing and that kind of thing. Um, but for the first time I knew that my systems were worth more than just like how they helped me was when I saw, um, that first group of people who went through a novel idea. Um, so many of them actually wrote their books and, um, that was huge for me. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Especially because you're changing you're changing the world, you know, like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're writing their books and then they themselves will share their stories and that affects other people. And it's like this beautiful chain of events. That's like that's yes. spreading inspiration. Oh yes. my gosh. So, so with all the processes that you have in place now, which I'm like, I love it. Like, so before I would say that I was like more of a pantser, right. So just going by it. Okay. <laughs> how, how did you make that switch? Right. Like, so like, I'm like, Oh, I feel like I should go with the club. Like what, what did you do to make that switch? I, I, so I, in 2013, I published my book. So I sold two books in 2012, um, viral nation and rebel nation. Um, it was my first books that were sold. They sold to an imprint of penguin and I was very, very excited. And the first one came out and 2013. And a couple of weeks later, I got an email from my editor who said she wanted to know what the second, you know, she needed a synopsis for the second book. And I was like, um, are you like, what? <laughs> it took me two years to write the first one. Like, how am I supposed to know? And I realized that I had to learn how to uh, plot a book because, um, like it, I was not going to be able to pants this book. I needed to tell my editor what it was going to be about. And now like in the next couple of weeks. And so, um, I went back to, I, I had just, um, seen Alexandra Sokoloff do that, um, at web that whatever it was, it was at a conference. Um, it was like a, a workshop. And, um, so I used her system. I was just like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I wrote that book. I did it. And it worked really well because I wrote that book six months instead of two years. And now I've done it so many times that, you know, if I have a book really well plotted, I can write it in six weeks. And, um, and, uh, so that was how I became, I'd like, once I actually wrote a book with a plot, I never looked back, um, <laughs> because it's so much easier. It's mm-hmm. so much easier to write it when I know what I'm going to, what I'm, where I'm going. And a lot of times I hear people say, well, if I plot it, it's going to be boring or it's going to ruin it. I'll have already written it. But I think that if they give it a try, they'll see, like, I never, I plot the whole book, um, pretty intensely, but I just write what I want to write. So often in fact, every single time, I don't think I've ever written a book where it came out the way the plot is like what I think it, how it's going to turn out. It's very flexible plot. Um, you know, sometimes you don't know what's going to happen until you get there. It's always a surprise. So, um, I'm never bored by my stories and, but having a plot gives me a way in. And usually I can plot. This is my experience with myself and also all of the writers I've worked with are many, many of them. It's really easy to, to, pants the first act of a story because you can hold it all in your head and it's pretty easy to pants the third act because you know where you want to go and once you get 
it's that middle. <laughs> it's long. The middle is half of the whole book. It's three acts, but the second half is actually two parts and it's half of the book. And it's impossible, at least for me and most people I know, to hold all of that in your head. And so you get off track and you don't know where you're going. And then you have to get from the first act to the third act somehow. And um, it gets boring and you're, you know, I don't know, but you, that's the part that I really need to plot is that middle part. Um, because I, I can write a first act and if someone would ever wanted to pay me for just writing first acts forever and never finish <laughs> second act, but nobody just wants to do that. Like they want the whole book. So I have to write this, like figure out a way to write the second act, even though it's really hard and, um, plotting helps with that the most. Um, because in general, I actually, the first act of my stories generally turns out about how I think it will, because I, I can do that even with most people can do that without a plot because it's in your, you can hold all of that in your head, right? It's what you think your book is about is the first act. And then how you want it to end up is the third act. And that's pretty easy. You've written everything and there's no more world building or anything. It's just like takes off. Like I think of it like a horse going back to its barn. Like it just takes on a life of its own and it's pretty uh, in, um, in comparison to the second act, the third act is pretty easy to write for most people, but getting there the second act that's hard yeah and, uh, so um once I wrote a book with a plot like that was it I was I never have looked back because I would never <laughs> try to do it again without a plot um I finish every book I, I start to write now and I that did not happen before I would get like these kind of half starts and false starts because I was trying to do something without knowing where I was going I think of it as a roadmap um, if I have, if I know we've focused pretty heavily in Ninja Writers on five plot points that are the, like, um, I think of them, like if it's a roadmap, these are like, your like where you're going to stop to spend the night, right? Like they're like, it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. So, um, it keeps you from either like dry, leaving your driveway and then just driving around your block forever or <laughs> leaving your driveway and meaning to go from like a I don't know. You're in Pacific. Are you in California? Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you wanted to come visit me, you'd have to have some like figure out a way to make sure you continuously come East. Right. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, like you could go around the world North to South forever and never get any closer to, um, to Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so the roadmaps would, or the plot points would be like, yeah, like you need to get to Nevada and you need to get to Utah and you need to get to Nebraska and you need to like, you have to keep going that way. It doesn't matter if you take a detour or go anywhere, any direction to get there, but as long as you get there. And so those are the plot points are pretty um, important. And you touch on those on um, the book that I read, uh, uh -huh. which is how to outline a book in three hours. Okay. Yeah. So those, I, I, when you were mentioning those, I'm like, oh yeah, you've talked about those. And mm -hmm. that's really cool. I love how you kind of map, you, you literally map it out. And mm -hmm. um, at the end of that, reading that book, I was like, I can absolutely see how you would have something way like more cohesive that put together, like makes you feel yeah. confident, comfortable. And but I we use sticky notes. So if you get to Utah and you're like, you know, I really want to go through Tennessee on my way to Pennsylvania, like you can change a plot point. Um, they're, they're post-it notes. They're not like chisel and stone. <laughs> they're not even written in, you know, they're, they're plot, you know, rip it off and put a new one there. Um, Cause sometimes you don't know something about your story until you start to write it. And then you're like, Oh yeah, that's how that's going to happen. Yeah. But at least you're headed in the right direction so that you can find, like, you can see those ideas when, when they come up.
Yeah. You're yeah. much more likely to have them if you're like headed in the right direction. That's awesome. I think that's going to give a lot of confidence to those who consider themselves like mm-hmm. cancers and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to make the switch or I need to have more confidence. And maybe like they'll use that to make that jump forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we have some pretty hardcore plant pantsers in, <laughs> in Ninja Riders. And one of them actually is part of our team, Junita. And she has recently told me that um, even though she's still a pantser and she just does not, she's an artist as well. So she's stubborn and <laughs> and does not like, she's very muse focused, right? And her muse doesn't want her to plot. She's not going to do it no matter how many times I tell her, she. <laughs> but she does do the five key plot points. And she said that, um, that that has helped her a lot, even if it's just mild plotting so that she has some idea of where she's going helps a lot. Um, so Awesome. Not everybody comes as far into the pan- pan- plotting world as I do, but um, but it does help. It, even just understanding story structure and how stories are told helps a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's amazing. Okay, mm-hmm. so um, as we're getting close to our time here, um, mm-hmm. I would love to ask you, you know, what resources that like you have, Ninja Writers has, um, further that you guys want to share with us, especially because you know, like it is February and people are starting to kind of come out of their their goal making and starting to face the year. You know, yeah. <laughs> so we have. Um, Right now, the Ninja Riders Club is open until Monday, and then it closes till July, and it's only $5 to join for the first month. So um, we'd love to have any of your listeners join us. I think, um, you know, it's a little bit of a risk to decide to join something, but um, it's not much of one. It's five bucks, and um, we would just love to meet you guys. Uh, We have um, a couple of resources that I will make sure that you guys have access to if you're interested. One is a tool that we call... Fred, which is um, the folder for reaching the end of your draft. And it's just an accountability calendar. So um, to track your streaks of writing, uh, we we're big on daily writing habit or a daily writing practice. So 10 minutes a day and, and you win, like, it's okay. If you write more, I write a couple hours a day generally, but um, you get a sticker on your calendar or an X or whatever. If you're not a sticker, I'm totally a sticker. (laughs) Everybody is. Um, and we actually just came out with a print one. You can order on Amazon, a print Fred. So it's like a calendar and it has all your planning and there's a plot board in there and everything plus three calendars. Um, but we have a free one you can just print off as well. And, um, we have, um, the plotting workshop and also a smaller class, the plotting workshop is eight week class. It's a pretty intensive and it's free though. And they can join that. And then we also have how to test and develop a story idea, which is just about the five key plot points. And um, my February book just came out. So it's still only $1.99 through Monday. Um, and it is a book about creating your own style guide, like a personal writer style guide just for you of your own problems to help you with editing. Um, oh, wow. I don't know. I didn't know this and I don't know if, if it's common knowledge, but when you work with a professional copy editor, they create a style guide for you of all of your problems. Um, that was the most amazing thing. Um, cause it's just your problems. Yeah. <laughs> and you just go down the list when you're self-editing and like, okay, these are the things I need to look for. These are the words I overuse. This is the story, like sentence structure that I lean on too heavily. Um, you know, I use too many dialogue tags or whatever it is. Um, the copy editor pulls all of that out when there and makes a list for you as personal style guide. And so, um, I, my new book, which is just called 
create your own, create your own writer style guide, um, has what I think are the most important editing techniques that if you do these things, it's going to elevate your writing immediately. But then also to like, as you're doing that work, pulling out the the ones that are your biggest problem areas to make your own style guide. Wow. That sounds super helpful. Like, yeah, I think so. I think it will be. So, um, I'll make sure you have a link to that. Um, it's the ebook less similar to the one that you already read, but, um, I think that one's going to be really helpful for people. Yeah. That sounds, I'm, I'm already like, okay, where can I, I'm going to get this. Let me, yeah. let me get this now. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Very And cool. that one's $1.99 through Monday and then it'll go up to its regular price is like $4.99. So very it's cool. not expensive anyway, but, um, yeah. So those are resources. I'd really love for anyone to join us though, for the Ninja Riders. That's amazing. It really yeah, does. It, it is. It is, I always say it's the best writing community on the planet. And I truly believe that. And there's like no cool way to say that when it's like my thing and it sounds like marketing, but it totally is the most amazing writing community. I've never, I've never experienced anything like it. It's I'm part of the community. Like I'm not, um, like people have access to me every single day. So I don't know of any other way where, uh, you know, if you are wanting to be a writer where you can come and talk to someone who's done it and is, um, you know, part of the community with you. That is so cool. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to check it out too. Cause I'm like, okay, yeah. like, oh, I, yeah. I've oh, seen gosh. it before. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so cool. Oh, okay. Shanta. Um, this was amazing, you know, like, yeah. and I had so much Oh, I'm so glad. And we would love to have you back on um, before July when you guys open your doors again. Oh, yeah, you know? definitely. I would love that. Yeah, especially because like what Camp NaNoWriMo is going on during that time, you know, everybody's kind of coming back out of there. Well, we have a lot. The Frosting. reason we're opening again in July is we have our a program we call BYOB, which is Block Your Own Book. And it's July, August, September, and October um, leading up to NaNoWriMo. And um, it's like, writing 30 blog posts on the same topic that you can turn into a short nonfiction book. So in July we plan and then we um, write the blog posts and then like we plan them all, all 30 blog posts, 31 blog posts out. Then we write them all. Then we put them all into a, a book. Then we edit and there it's ready to publish. Um, so that starts in, in July as well. So we can talk about that. That would be fun. That's super cool. Okay. Yeah. Listen, we're going to have that on, on our next yes, show I'm together. Yes, I'm putting it in my calendar now. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um, okay. Yeah. So um, can you go ahead and let readers know and, and listeners know where they can find you and Ninja Writers? Yeah. So Ninja Writers is um, easy to find, ninjawriters.org. We also have a really active, amazing Facebook group. Um, so Ninja Writers on Facebook. And um, they can... Yeah, they can reach out to me at Shanta at ninjawriters.org if they have questions about the club. And I would just, if they sign up for any of the things um, that will be in your show notes, they'll get on my email where um, I, I, I communicate with Ninja Writers a lot through email. So they would be on my email list to um, learn about all of our stuff. We have new stuff happening every day. <laughs> Very cool. Oh, and they can join uh, YouTube.com com slash ninja writers um we do a live writing sprint every single day of the week at um during the week it starts at 9 a.m eastern officially and at saturday and sunday at 10 a.m and it we do it's our official thing is a 10 minute writing sprint but we write for a whole hour ahead during the week um to get more sprints and we started doing that for nanowrimo and just never stopped um it's february (laughs) we're still doing it every day um 
and then I often log in early. Um, so, um, because I just do better writing if I'm, uh, you know, I know for sure that people are like, if I'm, it's accountability for me. So I often log in a half hour to an hour early and, and I'm there writing and people just come in. It's no talking or anything, just sprints or writing, everyone writing on their own thing, timer going from nine to 10. (laughs) And sometimes it's what we need just to be like, I'm going to sit down, put my butt in the chair. It's accountability. Yeah. And, but it's a great community too. in the chat, it's very active. Um, so, uh, that they can join that any day. And if they join um, my email list, I'll get a reminder of it every morning. Oh, perfect. Okay. Well, oh my gosh. I love that. I'm definitely signing up. So everybody listening, that would be awesome. Um, and we'll put the links, um, in the show notes for Ninja Riders, for the resources that you have for yourself, um, your awesome book so that, um, I'm starting to read now. So I'm really excited to hear what else, especially that, Mm -hmm. uh, the style guide one, it's going to be super cool. Yeah. Okay. Shanta. Yeah. Thank you. It was so Thank nice you. to talk to you. Thank you so much. I'm going to stop this recording and I'll, I'll just chat with you at the end after this. Yeah. I mean, meanwhile, we'll say goodbye to everyone. Um, Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Hey there, writer. Thank you for listening to the How to Write a Book podcast with your host, Masier Valenzuela. If you like the show, we'd be happy if you left a review. For more information on writing and the writer's life, go to www.themasiel.com. That's www.themasiel.com. We'll see you on the other side.